After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Middle call! Hey, be, hey! Well, well, well. We did not expect to be here, but here we are, John. We were taking the week off. Weeks. Maybe with an S. <laughs> Weeks. But we came out of uh, semi-retirement today. Something happened? USC and UCLA say they're going to the Big Ten, or people say they're going to the Big Ten. By the time you're listening to this, maybe they're already gone. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. And um, I don't know, XL Sports is suing Freddie Freeman. I don't think that news quite reaches the other two. but Well, Gottlieb broke the story. You see that? I did see it, but then I read a Ken Rosenthal that I didn't think he put Gottlieb's name in. He didn't give Gottlieb the credit. He was just writing that this that it was true that uh, that Freddie found out something about the contract when he was in Atlanta, and it devastated him. That this it never should have been this way. But he also wrote not that we came on live today and and broke the uh, siesta to talk about the Atlanta Braves. He also wrote that he that like um, uh, Alex Anthopoulos. The GM of the Braves, this is kind of what he wanted was maybe to move on from Freddie and go younger with uh, Matt Olson. And, and you know, he didn't really want to pay Freddie. And that's why it happened the way it happened, too. But Gottlieb named the agent whose last name is like Casey Close or something like that. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. That guy told SI, I saw a quote today, like, I will go under oath. It's like, shut up, you fucking loser. <laughs> Freddie's well, like in, Freddie's in tears. I was watching Sunday Night Baseball. He's like crying at, at the plate. I know. I know. Gottlieb just texted me, Excel threatening to sue! Exclamation point. I'm like, I don't think it's the biggest story of the day, Doug. <laughs> but it's his story, John. It was his story. So what brought us out of uh, out of our siesta, out of our bye week? Uh, is it, First, it was USC-UCLA. And then it was Kevin Durant has requested a trade. This is Kevin 40 Durant. days. I'm like, Kyle now, like 40 days away, you know, 40 days. I know Lent giving up podcasting for Lent, but uh, I, I, this USC UCLA thing today, actually you had a word. I, I want to start with what that word you had in mind today. Let's start with that. Well, when I saw the story break, I was like, Oh my God. Cause I didn't want, like, I, I just like a little break. I, I, I don't like the craziness cause I get exhausted from the fluff and then and this isn't fluff i mean this is a major major story just like kevin durant requesting a trade which is i mean he's potentially the top 10 player of all time he's going to be on like seven teams in seven years it's exhausting guy like i I don't want to see kevin durant fucking play for the suns i don't want to see ucla and usc go to the big 10 but i'm also and part of the reason why i need a little break is because what we do we do this for money 
And I've become numb to a lot of the stuff because it's all revolve around money. Why do I love talking about Debo Samuel and Kyle Shanahan when the football season starts? Because a lot of people care and we make a lot of money doing that. And, and listen, so I, I, I would be hypocritical to talk about anything else. It's all about money. I, I was at the gym this morning. I flip on live golf. And it's like they, they abbreviate the names, you know, on the left side, F1 side. I can't even like, who's that? What P M I it's like, is that Phil? You can't even tell what's going on. I'm just exhausted. Do you know what I enjoy? Sunday night football, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Sunday night baseball, fucking Aaron judge at the plate. It's just very easy to consume. It's just, it's just exhausting guy. This whole thing is just exhausting, but I'm emotional because I'm exhausted. I under, completely understand why all this is happening as someone who, whose grandpa caught a cow forever. I grew up going to cow games. I've watched the Pac-12 my whole life. It's sad. Like it's. I think Justin Thomas said it best a couple of weeks ago about live golf, and I think it encompasses here. This sucks because I, I think it's probably going to happen. <laughs> you know, I don't think they just threw this out there as a negotiating tactic. Right. Right. Yeah, I do think one of the differences like between this and live golf uh, is one day maybe everyone will care about live golf, right? Whether or not people are consuming content 4th of July weekend, we know, we see the numbers, less people consume it right now than normally consume it. Saturdays are going to roll around in college football season and you and I both love college football. And whether or not people care today right now to consume podcasts today right now on UCLA, USC, I know that when Saturday rolls around in 65 days and Lincoln Riley's making his debut and Oregon is playing uh, Georgia in in, uh, Atlanta and Utah is playing Florida, I know that's a great day. I know people care about that, right? Like that to me is the difference between those two things. They don't necessarily care on June 30th all the time as much, but we'll see. We'll see if people with big, but it's not even happening though, guy. That's the thing. Like ultimately Oklahoma and Texas are still like, it's, it takes a while for it to happen. So you find out about this. Like I'll say one thing for live golf, like live golf is going on Oklahoma and Texas, sec, sec, sec. They're not fucking going till 2025. So it's like ultimately this year we'll turn on and Texas will be playing Kansas state. Oklahoma will be playing Iowa State. So it's like that to me is where it's exhausting. We're talking. I, I like things when I'm a free agent. I sign with this team. I yeah, leave. I, I understand. I get it. I know the story is exhausting and it's not the action. But the fact is, USC has been in the some version of the Pacific Coast Conference since like 1918 or something. Right. Of like, course, they're on the Pacific Ocean. Why would well, they not? Well, exactly. <laughs> And I think all of this stuff, whether it's free agency, live golf, college realignment, when the money makes all the decisions, and I understand why it does, right? If you're USC, you're like, wait a second. I can go to the Big Ten and potentially make, I don't know, we'll see what the Big Ten's next television contract is, but let's say it's $70 million a year from television revenue. And I'm supposed to just say no to that? Because of tradition, because what, they, what do they make now? You know, put, the, I, put that into context like I, 70, like, is that yeah, quadruple? I mean, no one, I don't think anyone makes 70 now. I think the SEC distributed last year about 55 million per school, but their new television deal is, is much larger. I think it's over a billion, or excuse me, it's over three billion. But I think people think this Big Ten deal, even before SC could be historically large. So let's say it's 20 million you're getting now. I don't know exactly what the COVID year kind of fucked up all the distributions, especially for the Pac-12. Their distribution was like under 20 million. 
part of it was they only played a handful of football games. But generally speaking, it's still they were the lowest of the power five, though, right? Uh, yeah, they were the lowest of the power five coming out of COVID. Generally speaking, they're going to be behind the SEC and the Big Ten, ahead of the ACC and uh, the Big Twelve. That's where they've they've. Oh, so they they have not been last. They've they been not been last. The other no. two conferences. And the fact that they were about to do a new TV deal, if everything stayed the same, they were going to be third in their television contract. It was going to be SEC, Big Ten, and then Pac twelve. I think. But the but, argument was the two top ones were so far ahead and going to continue to go forward. They, they were going to lap the other three. Correct? Correct. Which is a problem. Which is a problem. So my point is, I don't... Like, I hate... Saturdays are different than Sundays. Like, college football is different than the NFL. And this makes college football closer to the NFL, which, you know, every business would aspire to be like the NFL. So I, I don't blame SC necessarily for doing it. I'm not saying that. And, and on one hand, UCLA or, excuse me, Oregon is pissed at, at USC until they get the call from the Big Ten, and then maybe they go, or until maybe the Pac-12 gives them some outsized piece of the pie. There have been a few examples, because usually once it's rumored it's happening. I forgot about this. I was talking to a buddy of mine who said Virginia tried to Virginia Tech tried to leave Virginia behind, and the governor of Virginia – said, no, like you have to stay together. You have to take Virginia wherever you go. And that's why they're together now. In 2010, I think it was 2010, uh, I went and found the tweet today. Uh, one of the guys from Orange Bloods tweeted, Texas is going to the Pac-10. And then it didn't happen, right? Texas and Oklahoma are going to go to the Pac-10. And then you remember this probably, there was a day when Boise State was in the Big East. And then the Mountain West said, fine, we'll give you a bigger cut of the TV pie if you stay. And they stayed. For the most part, though, most of these things are not negotiated as leverage so much as they just come out once it's already done. And we've been talking about Super Leagues. I've been doing radio shows since I was in college. In 2007, I was doing radio shows talking about Super Leagues. Like, this is not a new idea. But I think that, um, you know, as much as you can understand making these business decisions for money, because what other types of business decisions are there? Uh, outside of financial ones. I also think part of where the money comes from with college football is the tradition. You know, I, I understand looking at it and going, if you're talking about tradition, then you're not talking about reality because you're not talking about money and you're just stuck in the past. But part of the reason college football makes the money it makes and gets the eyeballs it gets are the traditions involved in all the college sports, right? All the unique rivalries, USC playing at Maryland, you know, ain't exactly that. Now, it may not matter because the television revenues are going to be so big that they're going to play in the championship games. But, but, but the Big Ten's not losing any of their rivalries. They're keeping all their schools, just like the SEC's not losing their rivalries. They're just adding the two. Well, they're adding Texas, Oklahoma, and no, USC, no, and UCLA. Yeah, those leagues, but rivalries have been broken before, Texas and Texas A&M. Now, they're going to come back together. But the rivalries that exist, all of the big games that exist, there is a tradition that makes them – worth watching for and when you eliminate leagues that are 12 10 teams you eliminate weekly games between teams for the most part every week even if you've got a bad team you've got a game with some history to it right like the apple cup washington and washington state it's a great rivalry it's one of the oldest rivalries on college football washington and washington state are not equals financially like if the big 10 wants to continue their next calls would be to Oregon and Washington. That's who the Big Ten would add, right? Yeah. They wouldn't call Washington State also. And yet, that game is every Friday or Saturday on Fox. 
because it's a great rivalry, Washington-Washington State. That is a game that the tradition creates the money in that matchup. The tradition creates the money. And, um, you know, you're creating a big league means you don't play all of those. Everybody doesn't play everybody every year. I, I don't think college football for the fan is better off with Super Leagues. But, I mean, clearly that's where we're headed. Because ideally, your your teams play the same teams every year, and that's how you build up rivalries. Playing somebody every five years does not create a tradition. But here's the thing. Like, the SEC and the Big Ten, and I know you're talking about the Pac-12, but they don't give a shit about that. If you and I run a business and we're crushing it, we will steal from other businesses 100%. and not worry about their issues. Okay. And ultimately, USC and UCLA, just like Texas and Oklahoma, are probably looking at each other and going, why are we going to stay here if we can bounce to a much more lucrative area? It's why I've defended the live guys. It's why I defend any human being that takes a job for more money. That doesn't always mean it's going to be the right. If you if your decision is strictly based off cash, doesn't mean it's going to strict. It's going to make you happy. It's always going to work, but it's understandable. And, and I think two things make the world go round: uh, money and sex. You need sex to keep procreating and humans, and you need money to keep paying That's everyone to operate. Right what procreation down right now? I know. <laughs> so I, you just, which down as Elon pay. says is a problem. Have more. I, I just, I listen. I mean, it's, it's absolutely devastating to do a conference that I, I enjoy. Obviously, you know, you call the games there, but I, I also think we're years away. This It's not like my free agency example. Like when Christian Kirk signed with free, with the Jacksonville Jags, he was with the Jacksonville Jags immediately. This is just one of those things that I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Clearly feels like it's going to, but it's going to like everything stays, remains the same for a while. Yeah, I, I, just, I, under, I, I am with you on your word on it. exhausting. I get it. And I get, I'm not saying. I think the story would be 10x though. bigger if you told me that like they were going to be there next, like this oh, fall. For sure. like, holy shit. For but sure. But like, I still think 2027. Yeah, well, 24, but I still think was that, was, that, was that the date? 24 at the earliest, which makes sense because that's when the Pac-12's television contract is up, and that's when I think the Big Ten's new TV deal would be. And I think 24 is the first year of the new SEC deal with Texas and Oklahoma. I think that's the year they're gone. Right, the two more years. Yeah. So Fox, I thought, I thought I thought I read 25, but could be wrong. I gotta double check that, but I would imagine those things will pretty much line up. I'm not. Again, my argument is not I wouldn't do this if I were the Big Ten. It's the same thing I would try to do, just like it's the same thing the Pac the Pac-10 tried to do. But I also think that the traditions uh, that get lost are not just people mopey around looking in their rearview mirror. I think it's I think that losing those traditions is sad for the fans. And I I don't know if you can expand forever and not lose a little something. I think college football loses a little something. Doesn't mean it's not still big business. Doesn't mean it's not still going to work. Doesn't mean people aren't going to watch the games or go to the games. Doesn't mean Saturdays now suck. I'm not saying that, but I do think something gets lost along the way that you not you just don't get back in in super leagues. I guess part of it is I guess with age and maturity. I, I maybe I'm numb to it all. Like I, I thought. I remember being when we were doing the radio show about the Raiders, like how shitty it was going to be, and then they left, and Vegas seems to be cool, and it's gone pretty seamlessly. <laughs> you know, things just change, and I think historically things are always changing. You know, people leaving leagues, 100%. divisions mix up, and and yeah. you just become. At the time, it's really big, and then you ultimately become desensitized to it. Now, sometimes, like in college sports specifically, when we were kids, Nebraska and Colorado were big time powers in football, and now they feel pretty irrelevant in both. Or both programs feel. Yeah, I, I just think I think 
even though the Super League means big, college football gets smaller and people will get left out in all of this, right? The smaller, the small, like Washington State is in a really bad spot right now. Oregon State, our guy Jonathan Smith, they're at risk right now because the Big Ten Super Leagues means more than even what exists now. Like I think, Utah, but is it Kansas Colorado? and Oklahoma State and all the Big Twelve schools are too? Yeah, I mean now Kansas is elite at basketball, so they might, you know, somebody might keep them around somehow, some way. Maybe the Big Ten. I don't know. They just didn't they just win the national championship? They just won the national championship. Um, so I, I was saying, um, uh, you know, I've been watching Mad Men, which is yeah. uh, good show. And uh, season six, I would refer you to season six of Mad Men. You're doing a lot of TV watching. Where uh, Don Draper wants to get Chevrolet, but he's competing with bigger agencies to get Chevrolet. So him and another agency agree to combine their pitch to make themselves a bigger agency. They merge. And, um, you know, you think about all the options right now. If you're George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the Pac-12, that you're trying to figure out, like, what do we do? If UCLA and USC are really gone, how do we keep Oregon and Washington? How do we keep this league together? Are Utah and Colorado, are the Arizona schools next? Because I'd be calling if I'm them. This always happens, right? Somebody leaves and there's a domino effect of everyone just trying to find a way to survive. So would the Big 12 and the Pac-12 somehow merge their best teams to create, like, hey, let's be the third Super League. Let's not let all of our teams get poached and let's try and keep it together. But the reality is the leagues don't really get to decide. It's the teams that decide, right? It's the presidents and the ADs that make these deals. So you've got to find a way to convince those schools, don't go to that other thing. We'll have something good for you here. And that's really hard when everyone's losing their head. Like, if you're Oregon right now, you're just trying to figure out how do we get on the boat to make sure we don't get left behind. Luckily, they got a powerful enough brand yes. that they would find a 100%, boat. 100%. And they will find a boat. But Washington State and Oregon State might not. Right? Yeah, they'd be fucked. I mean, they, but honestly, they would just, the Mountain West would become way sweeter. They would play Boise State. They would play Fresno State. And honestly, you could argue that's maybe what they're destined to do. You know? I mean, yeah, in a super In the day world. and age where money, in the world we live in, more than ever, because the money is so enormous, even relative to the times, and we factor in inflation, it's huge. That, like, I, I don't, I, I would imagine just, you, USC just looking at the books, like, what are we doing? Like, wh why are we subsidizing, let alone our own athletic department, but all the other programs? And so you justify it, I would imagine, that way. And that's what Texas and Oklahoma did, which you would say Texas and Oklahoma Texas as a combination. Texas did it twice? Well, because Texas got first, they got the Longhorn. They got like a sweetheart deal oh, yeah. in the Big 12, right? So twice they've been like, hey, we're worth more than the rest of you. But if you had a draft, wouldn't you say that UCLA, USC, and Texas, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma would go above USC and UCLA in the college sport landscape, football, basketball? Uh, Yeah. I mean, USC might go ahead of Oklahoma. Texas would go one. Right, you obviously Oklahoma's had much more success than USC has had. Yeah, the timing of USC, like in the Pete Carroll era, yeah, they would go high. I would say the last decade, it wouldn't be a no-brainer. Oklahoma would go above them, and they're better at all the other sports. So it's like just on market, on, you know, it's money is television market is revenue is USC and LA is pretty valuable. 
But I'd say Oklahoma's pretty valuable commodity. That's why they the are. SEC wanted them. I mean, they, they produce. Like they're, they're not valuable ratings. because of a TV market. They're valuable because they're a national brand. Yeah, right? you put them on television to play football. They, people watch Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. But my, my point is that like their value together, just those two programs were more valuable than the rest of the entire conference combined. And that includes Kansas basketball, which is easily the most prominent thing that they have. It's probably a little different out west because Oregon is a really valuable property. But like ultimately Washington being a powerful school and a lot of history, like, is it really that valuable of a property? You know, well, I, I mean, if you're but but take your point and draw it out even further. Like if you're gonna have a draft, you would say, Well, Illinois gets to be in, but what but but Oregon's trying to find a home, right? If but Illinois is already in. What's my they're, point though? I'm that's what I'm saying. They're if in the were, club. Yeah, I get it. But if we're gonna go by logic who really belongs in the big boy table who belongs Illinois or Oregon. But that to me, that's a different conversation. Part of it is like, does Dan Snyder and Mark Davis belong? No, but they're in the club and you can't kick them out. Oh, like I, part of they, they're I in the club it. and they're in the country club that everyone wants to join. Oh, totally. And they're, they're part of like, but you want to join in, us in the world where you're like, well, Washington state and, and Oregon state, maybe they belong a level down. Well, maybe Rutgers does too. <laughs> True, right. but they but they got in that country club I, I and they got their they got their members. I get it. I get it. But to say that like Washington State tough shit, that's just the way it is. I understand that is just the way it is. But it's not logic because Rutgers doesn't deserve to be there any more than Washington State. Yeah, but we're not but the Big Ten, we're not blowing up the Big Ten. We're just adding two people. So like you what you, I'm you saying is fun. why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they ultimately blow it up and go, if we're gonna be twenty teams, let's be the most powerful twenty we can be. Because they like the Chicago market. And Illinois represents that. No, no. The, what about Rutgers, New Jersey? Yeah, I well, you it. could question. Yeah, I think if they would maybe like a redo like, on Rutgers and Maryland, but they're, they're in. We'd swap out Rutgers and Maryland for for Washington and Oregon. In a but I don't know, but that's not possible. Probably no, they're not right. doing that. No, but that to me is the scenario where if you're the Pac-12 and you're the Big 12, you go instead of us fighting over Texas, like us trying to poach Texas Tech and you guys trying to take Arizona and we try to convince Houston to come here and you guys try to tell Utah or Colorado you belong with us, why don't we both trim the fat and take our eight best from each and make our own 16-team Because the Big Ten guy is making all the money no, no, and no, they no, don't give 12, a shit. Big 12, Big 12, Pac-12 and Big 12. Oh. I'm saying Texas, Oklahoma were out. So the Big 12 added BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was whoever the fourth was? And UCF. UCF. Yeah. UCF, Houston, BYU, Cincinnati. And so now, if you're the pack, if you're the Big 12, don't you call Arizona and Arizona State? Don't you call Colorado and Utah? It's like, guys, your league's falling. Big Ten's not calling you. You got to come to us. Because yeah. next thing, right? So what I'm saying is, if you're the Pac 12, do you call the Big 12? You go, look, we're not going to try and take Texas Tech. You don't try and take Arizona. Let's just take who are your best eight. Let's get our best eight, and it'll suck for the ones that are left out. I think the number one thing you have to do, though, is like it's like when rumors were Bryson and Kepka and DJ were going to go, the PJ Tour had to fight to keep those guys. Now, ultimately, they lost. Yeah, you have to fight to keep UCLA. Well, that, and USC. That's why. That, yeah, well, that you got to do that first if that deal's not done. But yeah. fight means, hey guys, you're going to get more money than everybody else in the next TV deal. And the problem is, the Big Ten's TV deal is all but done. And Fox is involved in this. Like they're going to be able to say to them, "Here's how much money you're going to get." The Pac-12 is a few is a year away from having its television deal really negotiated. So what can they really say to USC right now? We're going to give you a USC football TV network. Well, Texas already tried that. No thanks. We have YouTube channels now, so we don't need a USC football network, right? I just don't see how the Pac-12 can make the case to USC. 
here's why you shouldn't go because the timing is bad. The Big Ten deal is going to get signed in the next month. Yeah, I mean, you could argue, well, that's part of business. They were there to be had. They were there to be a oh, mark. I'm not they saying right or wrong. Be... I'm just saying yeah. I don't know how. I, I don't. I don't think it looks good for the Pac-12 because I don't think they can put a number, a real number, in front of USC right now. Whereas the Big Ten can. I agree. I mean, I, I guy, I'm, I've just come to grips with. I think it's over, <laughs> which is sucks yeah. and everything. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. But, but, but I, I, I also do. I, I, and again, I didn't go to these schools, but I, I do not feel bad for Washington State, Oregon State. Arizona State, like it's just part of the deal in any business in any walk of life is like you have to be viable. And some of these programs on the highest level of a conference, right? It's kind of like an individual athletic program, really in the SEC, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, carry the majority of the conference for all the cash, right? Historically, I mean, now it's becoming they're, yeah. they're, they're all kind of making money. Just no different in an athletic department, football and basketball pay for everything. Well, ultimately, USC football, Oregon football, now Oregon football might get screwed in this too, Arizona basketball, UCLA basketball, like seven, eight, six, seven total programs pay for basically everything. Doesn't mean I don't respect a, Jonathan Smith, high-level guy, came on the show, but ultimately that program, what they bring to the table historically, especially in the last 20 years of the explosion of money, is kind of irrelevant. Like we could replace them with, if Oregon State had been replaced with Fresno State and Arizona State had been replaced with San Diego State over the last 20 years in the Pac-12, there would be absolutely no difference. (laughs) And that's, I think, the big boys always argument is like, this gets back to the golf thing. Phil, Tiger, Rory, like we are carrying you. USC football, even though they've sucked, their their logic is like, well, we're going to be good again. And when we are good, we're going to fucking carry everybody. Because Oregon, you have been the carrier, and really your brand is couldn't be any bigger. And you, your ceiling is only so high. It's just a fact. And I know Schwartz and those guys will get mad, but ultimately, like USC football blows Oregon out of the water. It just does. In theory. Well, from a television rating standpoint. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then that's what pays the money. And again, I I love Oregon football. I like watching these programs, but it just it, we're just you and I were part of these negotiations on an Excel spreadsheet. That's and this again. That's not best for the fans. Not best for the consumer. And that's like my point. I, it's not about feeling bad for the schools. College football, and this is this boat had sailed. But this just happened anyway. to the Big Twelve, right? Well, I think we just saw this. The yeah. the the school like K State just got royally fucked, and I think Oklahoma and Texas would be like whatever. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code Ham fifty for a first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. Football season's over. But hoop season is getting hot, tournament season, or the fight for playoff home court. There's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball, too. I've got some season-long more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off. Not feeling great about Shohei less than 38.5 right now, but... I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. Butcherbox.com slash HAM helps you make good decisions. Last night, I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. 
With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago. And I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to Tacovas. Dot com And they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to Tecovas.com. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted if you can't make it to a store tecovas delivers the most premium quality most comfortable western goods right to your door visit tecovas.com that's t-e-c-o-v-a-s.com and point your toes west today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet's smart money podcast NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry? and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run, well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event, concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sight line on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the 
energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, well, 100%. But you are reducing, in some ways, the footprint. You got all these. Um, college football was like podcast networks for a long time. Right? On a podcast network, and there's a lot of them. Which there is are stupid because you still have to go to the specific podcast, right? It's not like a radio station where just all well, the it's not stupid as you know and I know it's not stupid from a ad sales standpoint. No, right? I don't mean it's stupid. I just mean like it's it sounds like it's like a radio station, even though it's not. They're not all on the same channel, right? No, yeah. they all have their own channels. But from an ad sales standpoint, you can create little pockets of new media. I know people, I know a guy, one of the guys who gave me my, one of my, uh, my first TV show when I was in college made a lot of money owning small TV stations, but he owned a lot of them, small TV stations in Fresno, small TV stations, uh, in like the California coast, small TV stations in Southern California, small TV stations in Montana. And you put all of this together and you've got pockets, Kansas state and Washington state and Oregon state and San Diego state and Fresno state and Boise state and Maryland and Illinois. And the next, well, Illinois is not a good example because of Chicago, but, uh, and the next thing, you know, you've got like all these little footprints that add up to a big footprint. And that's where I feel bad for fans. We saw college sports work when Kansas state and Washington state and Oregon state, and like they got to be a part of it and the club is getting smaller. And the television numbers are going to be up from a, a dollar standpoint. But for fan bases, I think part of what made college football attractive is that it didn't always make the most sense. It was quirky. The NFL makes sense, right? It is a business. It makes sense. It College football has always been a little bit different. And it's part of what made it unique and fun is that, like I said before, I'll use the Apple Cup. Washington State and Washington could play. They're in very different markets. They're in very different financial situations. Washington has way more money. And yet, they would play each other every single year, and the game really mattered to a lot of people. And that was what was unique about college football. And every time a few teams get cut out, you lose a little bit of that. Well, I agree, but I think one thing that's truly happening, and they're always going to deny this because they did, ESPN did with Texas Oklahoma. The networks go, listen, if we're going to give you these enormous amounts of money, Whatever it is, you said three billion for the SEC. The Big Ten is going to be just stupid because of the power of just probably, Ohio State bigger. alone. <laughs> yeah, of just Ohio State alone, it's been very, very lucrative for Fox to be in business with the Big Ten. Well, why don't you? Bring- and the Big Twelve was lucrative for them too, but then they lost Texas and Oklahoma. Well, exactly, and then they just they and pivot they this back. Yeah. So they, you can't convince me that the television executives, which do not give a shit about any of this, they just care about the ratings and the money. And in fairness, if we're going to invest our companies this much money, we want it to be wor- worth our time. And to me, they're, I, you know, again, they're going to deny this to the high heavens because they did Texas, Oklahoma, ESPN did. Remember when the big, well, I think it was Bob Bowlesby. Is he the commissioner the, of the Big 12? Yeah, they he, just actually announced a new guy yesterday. He, didn't, didn't didn't Bowlesby call ESPN like they were behind? They screwed Tor- everybody. Tor- torturous interference is that the uh, legal term or something? Well, that's going to happen here. I would guess that people are going to uh, point the finger at Fox or whoever's involved in the negotiations for doing this. Of course, they are. It's the business they're in because they don't care, you know. And, and you could argue that we'll have to we'll only find out over time if this diminishes. But I'd argue like. 
when Oregon State and Colorado play right now, does it mean that much to a lot of people? Now, I didn't go to school there. Just like, you know, I watch, I probably pay attention to more Fresno State games than the average guy. So it, it all depends. We all have an agenda or a bias on college sports. We're in the NFL, and I would say pro sports in general, like, it's easier for us to consume like a random playoff game than it is. I think college sports is a little more specific, a little regionally. And yeah. that's where the LA market is just so huge. I mean, they have whatever, 20 million people there. But as you know, USC is more valuable as a national brand than they are because all the people in LA watch USC, right? LA is valuable from a from a recruiting standpoint too, but they're just a national brand. They're just like you said about Oklahoma. They've just reached a point where they're just a national you brand. see football and UCLA basketball are national brands. Yeah, national brand. I, I think you're right. I mean, Fox, and there's no question that that, that was a part of all of this um, because ultimately it's about getting your league set before you do your TV deal so you can get as much TV money as possible. And Fox says, look, okay, you get this done. We'll give you more well, TV dollars. Well, it's, why, it's why the NFL pushed so hard to get the CBA done before they finalized their their deal with the uh, the networks. Remember, they like pushed, pushed. The players all have been signed off. Then they signed the TV deal. And then like all the players were like, this is bullshit. We're getting screwed. It's like, no, they, the owners wanted it specifically. It's, it does not matter if you attend games anymore. It just doesn't. The, the, all the money is your time on your couch. That's, that's what matters most to college sports, to pro sports. It's like Baggerly wrote that article about diminishing attendance and stuff. In baseball, like they still, even now, the gate matters to baseball, but the television deals for most of these teams – Baseball, basketball, obviously football matter way more than any gate receipt. They want owners want people to come to the gate. But if you don't, if the television deals are as big as they are, they're still making a profit. They cannot lose. It's an it's it's an impossible to be in the red. You make more money, right? If you're Jed and you sell out. But even if thirty thousand people showed up instead of seventy five, or you know if USC goes to the Big Ten and they start getting eighty million dollars a year, let's just pick a number. And the Coliseum is half full because it turns out Lincoln fucking goes to the Rams and their team sucks. They would still be profitable, right? Yeah, you know ahead of time how much money you're getting for the next eight years. What's well, set? It's Ten fixed. Years. It's a fixed rate. Yeah. People are like, how, how do you guys make money on podcasts? Well, we got a couple different avenues. Some of them are fixed rate ad reads. We know exactly how much money's coming. Like that's what it. That's what any business wants, right? That's why insurance companies or. Uh, phone companies or cable companies they're in great businesses every month they know that Haberman Middlecoff we're paying $200 for TV 15 you know $50 for phone and whatever our insurance is guaranteed cash whether I, I think, turn on the TV or not whether I use the internet or not you you could go to Israel for 2 months not touch Comcast one time and you would still pay them to you know a total of $400 right well you you remember the world where you used to pay so why wouldn't you want the most money possible in these fixed rates when you uh, can't? Yeah, of course. Of course. I'm not even necessarily trying to defend it. I just think it's very understandable. Well, it's just, I, it, again, if I were in the shoe of USC and they call me, I I cannot say, uh, uh, no, nah, man, I don't want to do that. It's not what's right. Well, here's you, the deal. You're going to Rumors make, are USC did call them. Start, started it, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm UCLA then, like, I don't know, man. I, you know, we're a UC system playing Cal every year, really important to the UC system. You know, it's a big deal. And they're like, yeah, but uh, you're going to make $70 million a year. Like, well, you know, what, as I have a responsibility, I'm running a business here to say yes to that offer. So I get why I, I do F not get fiduciary duty guy. Fiduciary. I'm, we're a fiduciary. Who's the one that's always a fiduciary? Fisher investments. Are they the one that's always running? I laugh. 
the word fiduciary is just great. Well, that's why, Twi- why Twitter sold to Elon. They had no choice. Because uh, they have because st- they have an obligation to make to make the most money they can. Um, but this is where I get back to if you if you're telling me USC called, you can't convince me otherwise that television executives weren't part of USC's idea. Well, no one's trying to give it. They were a hundred percent. There's a reason all the all the Fox guys were tweeting on Thursday morning. Yeah, liner eyeball emoji Brady cowherd. Little, Cowherd's in like Turks and Caicos. I, I saw him going live from like a TSA line or something. <laughs> Uh, so they absolutely were involved and you'd want them involved. They have to be involved. They're the ones that tell you, here's how much this is worth. So, uh, yeah, it comes down to television, but something, uh, it just, it, I love when the West coast, just, these were the West coast teams, but whatever. When I say that, I don't mean I wouldn't have done the same thing. I'm not living in the past by making that comment other than it's changed. And uh, it's been changing. I mean, a lot's changed. The last year of college athletics is, you know, NIL has created a lot of change. And you start going, well, if the athletes are going to get paid, maybe I'm getting less revenue from my advertisers because they're sending that money to the athletes. I also think you have to prepare for a world. What if one day I have to pay them? Right. Ideally, in college athletics right now, NIL is the best possible scenario because with NIL, you don't take money out of your pocket to pay the player. But what if that happens? What if that five years from now, that is where this goes? Well, now you're really at a disadvantage if you're basically operating under a much lower salary cap than everybody else. Feel like well, it, it would cripple the haves and the have-nots, right? It would separate. And it already there's a separation. X. But if it comes to that, you would be doing, you'd be like, we had the chance to go to that league five years ago and we didn't do it. And now we're all paying players and we can't pay players as much. We're done. So that's the other thing that I think you'd have to be thinking is like if the world changes again, just think how much it's changed in the last year, in the last three years. If the world changes again, how do we keep up if we say no to this? I don't bl- I, I don't blame them. I, well, I, really I also don't. I also think it's pretty clear now the last was Oklahoma and Texas twelve months ago or was it two years ago? I can't remember. Oh, it was last year. So I I think you know, we went from being emotional about it, and obviously these are emotional times. To like again, you get decent. Like I, I, I'm just thinking about it. like I'm kind of like all this stuff. You told I don't me that like though. I think most people, it's an emotional thing. No, yeah. I mean, I again, I, I had the same like holy cannoli when I saw the. Thank but you, like these things keep happening like time and time and time again. Like it's just, it's clear where the world of sports is going. You know, it's just it's inevitable for all this stuff to continue happening because it's all around one thing and one thing only, and that's money. It's not like. They're just doing this to try to be the smartest guy. And it's, it's, it's just, it's very black and white. The well, whole part, thing. Yeah. I mean, part of what's kept college, which sports, I think, I guess it's easier after my emotion kind of, dry, it's just like kind of to come to grips with absolutely everything. Well, it's happened many times before. Right. <laughs> but I remember when I was at Fresno state, seeing pictures on the wall of like when they were in the whack and all these different sure. conferences, it's happened forever. Pacific, who no longer has a football team. Well, wasn't the pac 10 once the pac eight and then became the yep. pac 12. Yep. So it's, um, so they've done it. Yeah, they tried to get Texas and Oklahoma. They, there's no, it's not about, there's no victims necessarily. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. That probably would have saved the conference and made it maybe, you know, a much more. Because they would have got the TV deal they wanted then if they had Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. Was that, was Larry behind that? Yes. Almost pulled it off, but didn't, but did not. But it was, it was getting reported like this is happening. Yeah. 
Um, and maybe they got played by Texas, right? Maybe Texas just used it as a way to get the deal they wanted. Maybe I would love to know from the people involved at Texas at that time, were they really ever going or were they just, were they just leveraging? Um, that might've been all that it was. So what does super league mean? I, I think, but at the time when that happened a long time ago, I would say the sec wasn't quite what the sec became. And like, was it just, or were they just realized how valuable they were and they were kind of pimping themselves out and they probably thought about it because it's not like they were, I guess maybe the Longhorn network came after that. Yeah. That's how they leveraged. They got, they got a better, they got a bigger piece of the TV pie from the big 12. Okay. So you're right. And they got maybe their they own network, but that wouldn't work now. Right now we'd be like your own network, whatever, just, yeah. you know, the world, it, that was 10 years, 12 years ago. It's like, it's a whole other world now. Um, but you know, as the pie gets bigger, people don't look for more people to share it with. So I, super conferences means we're adding, but the the number of slices gets smaller. So the Big Ten gets bigger, the SEC gets bigger, but ultimately what they're trying to do is make the the the, the total number of slices smaller. Meaning, if you're the SEC, I think you try to add Clemson and Miami. If you're Clemson, Miami, at least you try to go to the SEC, right? And you go, when people say power two, I don't think they mean as it's constructed right now. I think you still try to pick off a few more, right? If you're so it basically team. just becomes the NFC versus the AFC equivalent of. Yeah. Like, like ultimately, do you get USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, Utah, Colorado is the Big Ten West, or, you know, some like that is what it turns into. And you take Miami, Florida State, Clemson, and maybe you know NC State or North yeah, Carolina. I don't know I, who is the fourth. You think North Carolina? North, I'd say it's North Carolina. I I would imagine it'd be North Carolina. Yeah. Um, Are you factor in basketball too? Then, yeah, I mean, but so what I was going to say though too, John, is like part of the reason it stays. Wouldn't Arizona be in play or no? Yeah, I think Arizona, Arizona State would be in play. I think the. The schools in trouble in the Pac-12 would be Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford. Yeah, I was talking to somebody earlier. They're like, you know, Cal and Stanford. I'm like, well, why though? Just because they're in California? I don't know. Now, could you do some? Could the one of the reasons college athletics has been the way it is is because states are involved, right? States say like UCLA and Cal, you guys are together. Or Virginia and Virginia Tech, you guys are together. Um, wasn't there a Texas school? Was it TC? Remember, wasn't it like, was it TCU? Wouldn't it? Maybe not. They're, they're a private school. Somebody got like attached to Texas once upon a time. Maybe I'm misremembering that. I don't remember that. But states make rules that apply to their schools, you know? Uh, so I don't know if like the UC system would be like, UCLA, you can't leave Cal behind, but I, I don't know how you stop them. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, my, I mean, listen, Stanford Stanford was a top five team for like five straight years and drew like 10,000 people. Yeah. And that and that is their you're better off having a lot of fans than being good. 100%. That's what USC has shown. That's what Texas has shown. I mean, look at the SEC as a whole, like Florida sucked for a while now. They thrive. <laughs> right. Yeah. They've had like six coaches since uh, Kyle wow. Whittingham took over at Utah. Texas A&M, I don't think, has won more than like nine games in like a decade. No one cares. I mean, the place back. You know, people watch. Texas is a good example, too. Texas has been really terrible. I mean, really terrible. 
difference is like USC. People don't watch USC when they suck. I mean, they do have to. They have the West Coast thing. They got to be good. Yeah, I think if you put USC up against Notre Dame, the rest of the country's like, oh, USC's on. But the West Coast is like, why? They suck. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, Super Leagues means, whatever, 60 total teams playing at a new level of football, maybe I, less. And I'm cool with that eventually because yeah. that's clear where it's going to happen. That's that's where it's been long predicted. You just got to kind of do the math and go, well, if if you do a power two, is that two 20-team leagues and that's just 40 teams? Is that enough teams? Or do you go six, uh, three leagues of 20 teams each, 60 teams? Which right now the Power Five is about 60 teams, I think, right? Power Five football is like 60-some teams because you had 12 plus 14 plus 10 plus 16 plus whatever the number. You know, that all adds up plus one more plus another 12 teams, Notre Dame. whatever it was. Oh, BYU. Notre Dame. Plus, independence. I think it added up to like 60-something. Right, is what Power 5 football was. So is that like three 20-team leagues? But, but do we even have – like leagues means – like the NFL has divisions. Is that what this becomes? They have individual TV contracts. That's what makes it different, right? So maybe they stay as leagues. But uh, I think part of it is like the Big Ten and the SEC brands are fucking powerful. And they, they print cash for these television networks and their schools. So like those aren't going away anytime soon. No, all as stuff. long like, as they have a playoff that involves the major teams, that's all they need, right? They yeah. don't need to be under the same TV contracts. The Big Ten and the SEC, to me, that those brands mean something. Obviously, financially. <laughs> yeah, ask the schools and ask the networks. And that's where the Big Ten, or excuse me, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the ACC has clearly fallen behind from the eyes of the television networks, which are now kind of running things. Which is just the way the world ends up working. It's maybe it's not whatever our industries are. The most powerful thing we have is whoever's paying us. <laughs> and for you and I, it's advertisers. Right. For some right. people listening, it's the consumer. That's the monthly recurring revenue. Whoever it is, right? And in in this, if it's world, a radio station, it might be the rights holder. Like if you were a radio station, maybe the, the, the home of the Raiders. Let's say you would do things that they wanted you to do, right? Yeah, and you'd the make personnel they don't actually decisions. generate you that much money. It's like, why are we bowing to everything? Fire the post game host <laughs> because he said something. You know. I so don't... you you you. One thing I've learned as I got older, and I was always taught, like I'm going to go work for myself. And like, well, you eventually always answer to somebody. And in a weird way, you do like the Ohio State couldn't and like Alabama right now couldn't be any more powerful. Their brands, how successful they are. Yet they do answer to like right now, Alabama, CBS, right? Just they get pushed around on different times throughout the season. When CBS wants them, they have to do what CBS is doing. And Ohio State, they play at 9 a.m. kickoffs a lot. Why? Right. Because who wants them? They're Fox. You think ideally they always want to play at 12? Probably there are some weeks where it's like, fuck, can we play at four? Right. It's just human nature, but they don't have a choice. And I think that that's where this thing's headed. And I, I think clearly Texas, Oklahoma, they probably feels like had a better idea. And Texas, like you said, created the networks. They understand that world. And USC, basically the people that run Fox are USC grad UC, USC and UCLA graduates. So it's like it's all in cahoots. It's all about the money. So it's, while it is exhausting talking through this, I'm just completely numb to it all, and I expect more of this crap just to never stop. We've seen I, in golf, we're seeing in college football. I'm just glad the NFL is like basically it's impossible to take them down. It's done. In terms like of what's going to happen? They add two teams, like whatever. Yeah, right. Which is probably not even going to happen, right? 
Well, you got to find the markets that are worth. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I thought Van Pelt said it really good today. Somebody was like, ESPN is in bed with the team with the league, and Van Pelt's like, everybody's in the same bed. This is an orgy. And I was like, that's a good way of putting it, right? Your money, my the money I make is the money you make, and the more money you make, the more money I get, and the more money I get, the more I can separate um, from everybody else. So. Yeah, I think Oregon right now has got to be a little nervous. To me, that would be the program. I would think if I would think they'd be able to get a, another an invite from the Big Ten. I wonder if the SEC would go. Yeah, let's expand west. Let's add Oregon and Washington. See, to me, the Oregon market means nothing to them. Like to me, a part of your adding is like the cash cow and the market. Like to get like that's where L.A. would matter. Like I think it would make sense for L for them because you want to recruit there. But like, yeah. what does Oregon bring to the table? Yeah, I mean, I, I in a world where there's, if there's I was an SEC administrator, to, I wouldn't want them. Yeah, but you you one thing you do want to do is is eliminate a league. You make more money if you can cut somebody else out, right? Do you take somebody on just to injure, just so the rest of it falls apart? What I think makes sense is Oregon, Washington go to the Big Ten as well. So you get 14 teams. The SEC adds, you know, whoever. Miami, Clemson. Miami, Clemson, and Florida State makes sense, even though it's only three of them. But add North Carolina to that. Yeah. But they've um, already added two, so the numbers would be a little off, right? So they're, at, they're, at 16, they're at six. They're at six. SEC is at 16. Well, they're at 14 now, plus Oklahoma, Texas is 16. So they could get to 20 by adding four. And the Big 12 adding, or the Big 10 is, are they at 10? No, they're at 14, but they're going to be at 16 now. So if you added Oregon, Washington, you'd be at 18. You'd at 18. Two more. Yeah. But I mean, you, there's no rule that says you have to be at 20. But to me, would it, be, would it be worth adding Kansas just for the basketball program and maybe someone else? Would you do you? I mean, Utah's not a massive market, but it's not a small market. Utah, Utah, Kansas would make sense. I think Colorado just has some fundamental big, you know, like some Midwest ties. Like Colorado's a good market in terms of the de- if you get the Denver market, even though I would take if Denver. I had to if I had to draft, I would take Kansas for basketball alone one, and I'd probably lean Utah just because they feel like they got a pretty solid football program. It, and Salt Lake City is a re- easy market to get in and out of, big market, yeah, growing market, yep, kind of that region of like. Colorado, Vegas, Salt Lake City kind of own that area, right? Like yep. Ohio Strong. State, Utah. Like they've they've established as a brand that if Utah is on television, I should watch that. Colorado is not at that point right now, right? And, and even though they're local over markets, the last too. 20 years, their basketball program has been pretty good. Utah. Historically. Yeah, their basketball program has been good. Colorado's has two, but that's so secondary. Um I feel like but, Colorado's a little like Nebraska. I know Nebraska's already in the club in the Big Ten. It's like yeah. They just when they made their move, they're out of place right them. now. Yeah, just in some ways. Them. In some ways, um, it's going to take. It feels like a miracle for it not to fall apart at this point. So, SEC and Big Ten are scared of Oregon. Go Ducks! Two dollars. Thank you. Appreciate you. Oh. Um. Yeah, and then I think if that happens, then I I think the Big Twelve takes the Mountain School. It definitely takes the Arizonas if they're not, you know, whoever's not included in the Big Ten. If the Pac twelve can't keep them, the problem is then the Big Twelve like 
I know they're better they're like than a like Mountain, Mountain West, West but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's just, that's what you are. Like, yeah. do you just merge and stay on the West Coast for travel purposes? I think, I think you merge and don't take on too many, like, because if ultimately you like, why wouldn't well, the Big 12 and the Mountain West just kind of do a merge type thing? Well, I still think you'd be better off. Yeah. I mean, whatever the Mountain West and you'd still like, if you're the Big 12, you'd still rather have you, if you could get Stanford and Cal, you would take that. Yeah. Stanford's in trouble. At least I got, uh, at least I got the academics. Same with Cal. Always have Jason Kidd. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. John Elway. Kevin Durant has requested a trade, John. I saw Woj said 15 teams are interested in KD. 15 teams. Half the league. What a sad career. So, I mean, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Just a bizarre. I remember where I was 4th of July 2016. Uh, I was getting ready to host the A's pregame show. <laughs> this is another world. Speaking of things have changed. Jesus. On NBC Sports Bay Area. And uh, they were like, hey, Kevin Durant just announced he's coming to the Warriors. Can you, we're going to go live. And it was, to me at the time, it was like, it was a really cool thing I got to do. I remember feeling that way because, because it was 4th of July, Kevin Durant, his, his letter in the uh, Players Tribune comes out. And um, it was, I just remember feeling like this is, this is one of the biggest days the sports will ever know. That's how it felt. But now it's like Kevin's going to be on three teams after he plays for the Warriors. Minimum two. He wants to play for Phoenix. I mean, it's just. Well, he wants to play there because they're good. I mean, that's, the that's more the you order. search for somebody else to fix your problems, I think, the less credit you get when they get fixed. I don't know. I I, I do think he kind of represents the NBA, though. You know, of just guys always leaving and moving. Like I just, I, I, again, the word numb comes up to me. 100%. It used to, it used to be more exhausting. Now I'm just like, I kind of laugh at it. Like this is, it's not good for your league, man. I mean, he's just, he, it feels like Kevin Durant when it's all said and done is going to be on six teams and like the prime of his career. Oklahoma State Warriors, Nets. I can see Suns and one other team in the next five years. Like, what's the lock that wherever he gets traded to, he's going to like in two years? So it's just. The NBA, has a, the NBA has a mercenary problem, and that's what they, they feel do. is their guys are mercenaries. And again, I'm pro getting your money or whatever, but he's he's under. I saw someone's like, just everyone realizes he's under contract for four years, $195 million or something. <laughs> it's not like he's going to be a free agent soon. Like he's got basically the prime, the rest of the prime of his career. It's just set. Uh, I think it's just like the college football conversation. What's good for the participants isn't always what's best for the sport or what's best for the fans, right? Now, pro sports is different than college sports because the league is just the league. So wherever a player goes, wherever a team moves, whatever, they're all still in the same pie. But what's best for players is not best for fans. It's not best for the league. I mean, some of these numbers, like fans, wait, Russell Westbrook's opting in for $47 million. On what planet does anybody think that's money well spent? Now, uh, nobody wants to be accused, John, of pocket watching. Don't watch another man's money. But it's just 
But you don't in the NBA because the max contracts are the max contracts, right? Right. What What I mean, though, is like from a fan standpoint, teams being the same year after year after year is what's best for your sport. Rivalries build that way. Players being on 12 different teams. No one. I think most people understand that. Uh, Freddie Freeman is not the norm that most players don't live and die with their franchise and want to be a brave for life. That at the end of the day, it's nice, but most guys, most guys would not take less money to stay with a team. And I don't blame a guy that wouldn't take less money to stay with a team, right? If he had stayed with the Braves, he still would have got paid well, but he was going to take less money than the, than the Dodgers or the Rays were offering. That was one thing Rosenthal wrote today. The Rays did offer more money than the Braves offered. But most guys are not Freddie. Most guys are not going to cry. Did, did the agent want him in L.A. for some reason? Maybe. I don't know. Most guys are not going to cry over that the way Freddie, right? Most guys don't care about their connection to a team as much as their fans do. Fans have been fans of teams for however many years they've been alive. Players have been a fan of that team, for the most part, just for – however many years they've been on the team. Well, if I'm 35 and my favorite player has been on my team for six years, I've got 29 years on him for how long I've loved that team. Or maybe subtract eight. Say I became a fan at uh, 27 years, you know, at eight years old. So I've been a fan for 27 years of that team. He's been on the team for six. In other words, I care way more about that team than that player does. And so we get that. I think most people get it. But part of sports and uh, the connection of fans with a team is at least the illusion that players care about that team, that players play for this city, that when they win a championship, they grab the mic, they're like, Team Nation, we couldn't have done it without you. And the fans go, well, it's every parade in the history of parades has had that. And that illusion just completely <laughs> implodes. When players just play on a different team, every but it year. still does exist. Like to me, Steph and Clay represent that. It's uh, the Giants guys represent Steph, it. They are outliers now. Yeah, br- I think to- Brady and the Pats represented it for oh, a long time. Totally. But those teams are now the exceptions, as opposed to you know what? He's been fighting with this group for seven years, and they finally broke through. I was thinking about it the other day. Could you imagine if the Sonics had never left Seattle? Would Kevin have ever wanted to leave? Like he would have been in a major city, West Coast. He would have had like a corner of the country all to himself in a major market. Maybe him and Russ would have stayed in Seattle for 12 years. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but, I, but I know, I, I, I know. I don't think Seattle feels as major. Maybe, but maybe it would have been a good place for him. He but, was in Oklahoma City for nine years. Yeah, I know. And I think ultimately for sports, it was bad. And I felt this way when he joined the Warriors. It's bad for the NBA that Kevin Durant just left Oklahoma City. I'm not saying Kevin Durant should take one for the team for the sake of the league, but uh, my ultimate point is what is good for the player isn't always what's good for the sport. And I think that's pretty clear. I'm not, that's not a unique, but it's just, it's just the reality of it that that's where the, it's what, it's what is it's part of the secret of the NFL. The teams are in charge of the players for the most part, right? It's healthy. That's better for fans. Not better for, it's not better for players. But that's, but that's all that matters because that's the health of the league. I mean, that's, when the fans are when the fans like the NBA's lost a large percentage of fans over this player empowerment era. Like that's not an opinion. That's a fact. And baseball, like guys have never made more money on these enormous contracts. Like it's clearly not going great. Now there are different variables with the sports. Like the NFL 
is still a league that it's while it's progressed, it's different than it was in like the 80s and 90s. It's still much closer to the, it always has been. GMs, owners, and coaches run it, not the players. And they fucking dominate. I mean, dominate. Absolutely dominate relative to the other sports in terms of our interest, in terms of television ratings, in terms of the way media covers it. Now, you could say the NBA. I think a lot of people argue that the NBA, the coverage outweighs the demand. Now, maybe it's covered like it's actually it thrives on the Internet, but people don't actually watch the games. I saw like four and a half million people watch the draft, which was up. And again, I I enjoy the first like 15 picks. of. I love a good draft, but like no, no teams do those numbers beside like close to the NBA and Western Conference Finals. So it's like the drama of the sport. That's where football has separated from like. I was thinking about that that fight that happened in baseball and like all these guys got injured that were already injured. And I mean, it was crazy. Phil Nevin that got suspended 10 games was pointing. And it was I heard Steve Phillips describe it. I didn't see how it happened. But once he described it, the guy hit him and he missed and then he brought him back in the second inning. Like I was like, OK, this is pretty crazy. No one gives a shit. You couldn't listen to anywhere, any place beside Mad Dog Radio and hear anyone talking about it. No one cares. Yet if that happened in the NBA, also, no one would have watched it, but everyone would be talking about it. I think it would have been a bigger story. It one hundred percent. I'm saying yeah. like on podcasts and stuff, but no one would have actually watched the equivalent of Mariners Angels that game. More people would have shared the clip on social, like you said, though. But in the NFL, it would have been every the best of both worlds. If it was yeah. Thursday night football, Jags Texans, and a everyone ball saw happened, it live. Everyone saw it live. Then everyone would consume it, and then the the rating fifteen million people would have been watching the game. Every single podcast, everything will show, every television network would also talk about it. So it's like baseball has really none of it. Basketball just has the talk about it, but no one actually consumes the game. Football has everything. People have been like, well, then did a guy get hurt, and I was betting on the game, and everyone would have had to take. Yeah, yeah. But almost, you know, football's the NFL's gotten so big that being compared to the NFL is almost unfair. Well, Kevin Durant requesting a trade is beside like the if it wasn't for the Warriors winning the NBA championship, I don't think anyone would have cared about the NBA playoffs. And but Kevin Durant ultimately is like this is 2022 NBA. This story is enormous, even though ironically it happens all the time. Yeah, but (laughs) Kevin Durant's debut for the Phoenix Suns, people are going to go, whatever. Right. (laughs) To your point. This is your point, is that it's a big story when he wants to trade. Or the Pelicans, or who knows? I mean, he honestly guy, he could end up anywhere. Like, he's mind. under contract for four years. They, they're going to trade him if he if he does get traded. Because in the NFL, what would happen? We ain't trading anybody. See you in camp. Yeah, see you in camp. October 4th, we play the Knicks preseason. See you there. Ask Debo how that went, right? Ask him how it's going, yeah. Last I checked, he was at, at, the, mini, at the OTAs for 50K. Uh, like, do you think Kevin Durant 100% gets traded? Not they one. don't have to trade him. Not 100%. No. Do you? No, because I think that, like, usually when guys get traded, right, like Anthony Davis was never going to resign there. It usually happens because of resigning him. Like, Kevin, where are you going to go? Like, why can't a team for the first fucking time be like, no? What? Remember when that used to happen in sports in our youth and the NBA thrived? It was like, no. Because can you just what? say no? What are you going to do? Pout? Sit out? Like, I don't think yeah. you will, Kevin. I don't think you will. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's what it comes down to is when you have enough money, you can not show up to work because forfeiting your paycheck doesn't matter to you as much because you don't need the paycheck. Like 
if Don't given the Packers, A Rod and the Packers, that's a good example. They're like, no, Aaron. Yeah, A Rod and the Packers. But but Devontae, they said, okay. But he was never going to resign with him, and he told him that, right? Yeah, I mean, Aaron had played a years on his contract, right? But I think the difference is like more I, in a weird way. Even though he's a star, it's much easier to find another wide receiver than it is Kevin Durant or Aaron Rodgers. It might, it might actually made sense for the organization to do it, right? Yeah, they were in some cap weird spots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but I think when you become rich enough to say, I don't care if you take if you uh, what is it all those commercials? Oh, garnish. The IRS can garnish your paycheck. Call now. They can garnish your paycheck. But if you've made $300 million, it matters less to you. And they know that you don't necessarily need to show up for the paycheck. And so that's where a little bit of the player's leverage comes from. The Nets just went through the season with Kyrie. And they may say, we can't even. Just let us build like one of these other teams where the players cost less money. And maybe we could actually make a couple rounds of the playoffs with the about exhausted. Get to can the you, same, ma- can you imagine being an, a Nets executive? No, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. You're not at the, the boss isn't actually in charge, but there are other places like that, right? Howard Stern's boss. Isn't really that in charge of Howard Stern, right? Yeah. The highest paid employee at a place gets to come and go gets there. there, there I are, think like is Howard still as big as he once was, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, there no, are like know, different rules for different people. Not everybody yeah. plays by the like same Stephen rules. a ain't answering to everyone at ESPN. Stephen, you missed the meeting. <laughs> okay. You could argue Stephen, you're paid the most. You should be at the meeting. That's part of your job description. I watched some of Draymond and JJ did that crossover thing. And JJ was laughing. Like they, they have like producer meetings and like him and he's always saying that like Steven would like scream at him in those like Steven is a part of those like seven. You and I met him. And what was our takeaway after we talked to him in the hallway for 15 minutes? Guy, if you watch the Draymond, JJ Reddick, Stephen A. Smith, he acted exactly like he was like he does on his television show, like he did in the hallway. I, he's that's him. That's him. That was our we met him and we went, holy shit. That's, I think the, that's I think the nice. new media and Draymond's friends with Stephen A. I think Skip is putting on much more of a show than Stephen A. has ever put on. Did you see that last night? Who? Skip? No, who? He had dinner at Lil Wayne's house. He had a picture of Lil Wayne at the house. Like, had came to Lil Wayne's house for dinner. Me and the wife. Like, you know, me and Jessica just had a great time at Lil Wayne's. I think Lil Wayne likes him. Well, he, he was like, yeah, he's like, I wore my Cowboys shirt only because I know he hates all the Cowboys except for Micah. Yes. Everybody's playing the same game, and the only game you could play within this game is to act like you're not playing the same game, which is Draymond's move right now. Like, I'm playing a different game than the rest of these assholes. But eventually, he'll be playing the same game as everybody else. Well, he already had to recant because he said Steph Curry couldn't get his own shot in 2016. Well, I told you this the other day. I was like, I'm going to laugh in um, like mid-July when Draymond does like his top 10 players of all time podcast. You know, (laughs) it's the same game everybody else does because you're like, well, shit. I don't have to do a show, but if I'm getting 300,000 views in 12 hours, might as well do a top 10 list. Right. So, yeah, it's everybody's playing the same game. And just like USC and they're all playing the same game and you're just trying to get to the top. You're just trying to be at the top when you are the most immune from all of the other things that happen. And that's why being a pro sport team owner is the most ex- one of the most exclusive clubs you can be in because once you're in, and this is why they don't want to kick Dan Snyder out. It's why none. It's why Cuban didn't want him to kick. Uh, what's his name? The owner of the Clippers, Donald Sterling. Sterling, out because the the m- most valuable part of being the owner is 
is the team a, but B it's, they don't fire anybody. Nobody loses their team. That's at the top of the food chain. They can't take it from you. They, they did, but you know, that's basically the deal. And so that's what everyone else is just trying to get. Everyone's just trying to get to the point where whatever you have, they cannot take it from you. And the fact is, one day we all die, and whatever you have, you don't take with you. No, the government takes half. You give the rest of your kids, and they squander it. Just so look like around. Nothing. People, have, I've heard people say this, like money managers, like look around your house. Like, what things do you own that other people would give you what you paid for for them? Yeah, most of life is pretty irrelevant beside the time you spend with other people. Let's <laughs> be like honestly. Yeah, I mean, we're all just. But I'm just saying, like you're sitting in a house you own. I'm sitting in a condo I own. If it burned down tomorrow, it would suck and it would be devastating. Would it fucking end our lives? I mean, honestly, I honest question. Right. Like, I mean, it's just like now if fucking my mom burned down or your mom burned down or Lisa or you, I lost a leg or something, you know, it's like, that's real problems. Like ultimately like the best part about capitalism, money comes, money goes, and you can always find ways to make more money. Yeah. But, but getting left out in college football realignment is like becoming homeless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's that, though, that that's a real problem. I'm not saying, you know, I, yeah. You just want to shut it down and go live on uh, what was the island? Somebody told us they were hanging out on the other day. Not Riker Island. I don't even know. We, we had a, you saw our submission, our shave it or save it submission. I, I, I got to read the, the email. I, I looked at the pictures. It's basically some guys on vacation. Ryan. Middlecoff's like a, I, I zoned out guy. I, I have zoned out of, I, I, I've deleted Twitter from my phone. I try to just, I, I just, I'm using these 40 days. Like I, I need to, this is, I, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, it's just, I, uh, cause I'm numb to it all because once I get in the mode of like money making time, season time, whatever, I'm in it. But like, I just, I, I can, I've learned to separate church and state. Oh, believe me. I've been very disconnected, <laughs> but I got an email from a guy that the headline was, no, I know. Shave I, it or but, save it, and that fired me up. <laughs> it, I did too. He was at Necker Island. Which is uh, Richard Branson's island in the Virgin Islands. Got COVID, so him and his girlfriend got stuck there. And in the time they were stuck there, they decided to take pictures of his head and asked if he should shave his hair. So, Ryan, we haven't gotten to you yet, but we will get to a shave it or save it. I'll do a YouTube on you. Yeah, we'll do a YouTube on you. (laughs) Anyway. All right. So this this ended the... uh, We now conclude our our brief uh, siesta... Recall. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. We'll see you August 1st. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us.